know that fentanyl is coming in, illegal weapons are coming in, stolen cars are going out, and other items. It's time, especially with the announcement for doubling the port volume and doubling the size of the port, it's time now that Canada reinstates some form of significant police presence here in Delta and also in Vancouver. Okay, that is Delta Mayor George Harvey this week. Delta, of course, has a huge port facility in its midst with Delta Port out there. And as you heard him say, the mayor believes that the Canadian Border Services Agency just doesn't have the resources to deal with the smuggling of guns, drugs, stolen cars, and more. So how big is this problem? Well, let's talk to someone who's taken a look at this situation. Peter German is with us founder and principal of Peter German and Associates. Thanks for being with us this morning. Good morning, Simi. Pleasure to be here. How big of a problem, Peter, do you think it is at our ports when it comes to the smuggling in of drugs and guns and vehicles? It's significant. And uh, we identified it in 2019 in the second uh, Dirty Money Report. You know, Simi, uh, illegal commodities can only come into this country in one of three ways, through uh, air traffic, uh, the land border, or sea. And we know that containers are a huge uh, source uh, in, in terms of moving uh, illegal cargoes. Uh, that's worldwide. That's nothing, that's not Vancouver specific. But uh, we have a specific issue here because of the absence of uh, law enforcement or of policing in our ports. Okay, so what do you think of the idea of an established port police like they have, say, at the Port of Seattle? Yeah, well, we used to have that. We had the National Harbors Board Police, which became the Ports Canada Police, and they were abolished in 1997. Uh, and uh, the issue of policing was turned over to local authorities uh, when the Ports Canada was restructured. So now what you have in your ports, uh, what we have, are uh, private security and electronic surveillance. Uh, but we don't have any dedicated police. CBSA is not a police force. They're a law enforcement agency with a very specific mandate in terms of uh, customs, revenue collection, and so forth. The United States, as you mentioned, uh, Seattle is quite different than the Canadian. Right. In what way? Well, uh, they've got a dedicated uh, port police. Uh, We have in Seattle what's called the Port of Seattle Police, and they are responsible for uh, policing uh, both the airport and the seaport. And they have a force of about 140 uh, sworn and unsworn officers. Uh, it's a full police department. It's similar to uh, the transit police here in the lower mainland. And uh, that's their role. Uh, and to deal with organized crime, to deal with everything that uh, takes place in the ports, uh, we have absolutely no equivalent. Okay, and what, what kind of a difference do you think that could make? Like, is CBSA just understaffed? Like, what, what are the challenges here? Well, well, again, it's not CBSA's main role is not to be a police force, and uh, they do a good job in terms of intelligence collection and so forth. But the number of containers, for example, that are uh, examined is something like zero point five percent. It at least that's what it was a few years ago. Um, so most containers are not inspected, um, and in police, there are no police in the ports who have an ear to what is taking place. In about uh, 10 years after the abolition of the Ports Police, the Department of Transport itself here in Canada uh, indicated that organized crime was, was sure to exist and to, and to continue. It was certain to continue smuggling large amounts of drugs and illegal goods through British Columbia ports. Um, so, you know, DOT has, has said that uh, itself. And they also mentioned that there are a couple of dozen people uh, associated to organized crime groups working in our ports. So, you know, really, who's looking at, who's looking at what they're looking at? 
What kind of a difference then could it make? So you, we have a dedicated, let's say we do have a dedicated port police. What kind of work could they do right away, do you think, that is being missed right now? Yeah, well, I, really, it's the eyes and ears. It, it's, it's, you know, what police are really work in a community. Uh, so just like the police in your neighborhood, you know, work with citizens, they know what's going on. So not only are they dealing with the, the various complaints that are now being moved out to municipal police departments of assaults and thefts, but they'll get to know who is working uh, at the ports. And they're also the liaisons. The other thing about, for example, the Port of Seattle, you've also got federal agencies working there. You've got the Border Patrol, Customs, Homeland Security investigators, and so forth. Uh, and, and really here, we're relying on the RCMP, who are not specifically funded to do this. It falls within their federal mandate. Okay, so then obviously all this stuff is coming through. Um, Like, are we in Seattle, for instance, the port police there, are they doing a better job, do you think, of stopping these items from getting through than we are here? Yeah, so, I mean, my findings are now about three years old. I'd have to update them and so forth. But let me put it to you this way. Um, Organized crime goes where the risk is lowest. And we saw that in terms of uh, our casino money laundering issue and so forth in the, in the lower mainland in, in British Columbia. Um, you're, you're not going to go uh, where the risks are high. Um, so it just stands to reason that you're going to go to an area where, let's say, criminal enforcement is low, penalties are low, etc. And uh, so I, I think it, it's, it's more, uh, um, you know, it's just the way it is with organized crime. Uh, but in terms of actual numbers, I don't think anyone can really tell you, uh, you know, comparatively. Right. But obviously, yeah, you would you would pick where you're most likely to um, succeed. The, given the pressure on this, though, is there any indication, Peter, that you can see that this is something that is even being considered at this point by the federal government? Well, I, I certainly don't you know, have any inside uh, you know, track on what the federal government is looking at. But it is not something that's been in the discourse uh you know, of money laundering, organized crime. Uh, we raised it. I know that the mayor of Delta has raised it a couple of times. I believe the uh, Union of D.C. Municipalities also passed a resolution in 2019. But in terms of what the federal government is talking about, uh, not necessarily. I do know that, you know, it was reported a few years ago that the Port Authority here didn't see policing as part of its core mandate. And the only thing I would say is, yes, that's correct. But banks don't see anti-money laundering as part of their core mandate either, but they still have to do that work. And uh, that's why, you know, my sense of it is that we need that sort of policing in our ports. You know, that, that kind of amazes me, though, to hear that because you think, listen, if this is your facility and you know these kinds of criminal practices are going on in your facility, why don't you care more about that? Yeah, and I don't know if it's that they don't care, because I think what they'll tell you is that they have, you know, an excellent system of electronic surveillance as well as private security. But, you know, my quick retort to that would be, well, Simi, uh, where you live, um, if I told you that you, you will no longer have a police department, but we're going to replace it by electronic cameras and a private security firm, uh, how would you feel about that? You know, yeah. so it, it's really, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, we would not want that. Why do we find it acceptable um, at our at our ports? Peter, thank you so much for explaining it to us this morning. 
You're most welcome, Sumi. Really appreciate that. Yeah, you too. That's Peter German, founder and principal of Peter German and Associates, and of course wrote many reports on the issue of money laundering, where the money is coming from, how things are getting into BC, and obviously ports are a part of that, said part of the second report that came out in 2019. Uh, So the idea of port police makes perfect sense. So why aren't we doing it is the question. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.